Hi, and welcome to the Pleasure for Health podcast, the space where we talk about topics related to intimacy, relationships, desire, and of course, pleasure. I'm your host, Ailsa Kepi, a somatic sex educator, therapist, and a lifelong student of the body-mind-spirit connection. You can find out more about me and my programs and services on my website, www.pleasureforhealth.com. Now, on to today's show. So hello and welcome to uh, this episode of, of our podcast. Uh, I'm Ailsa Kepi and I'm here with my partner Declan. And we have an interesting topic for you today that uh, may bring up some uh, differences of opinion, but that always makes things interesting. So this was a blog I had written a little while ago about the idea that we, we often make up stories about what's going on in our life. We make up stories about ourselves. We make up stories about what people think about us. Um, you know, we're always kind of having this dialogue in our head. And, you know, for the most part, well, this is something, uh, you know, I, I can't wait, Declan, to ask you about because I'm wondering if it's, um, you know, even uh, some people, gender, it, maybe it's along gender lines, but I find personally, um, a lot of those stories for me are negative. So I have prob- possibly a strong negative story maker in my head. And uh, I wrote something like, you know, uh, if you catch yourself thinking like, oh, I wonder why my partner didn't call me. They must be busy. I, you know, I wonder what they could be busy with that's more important than me. It's probably that gorgeous new girl that's working at their office. Hmm. Probably they stopped to talk after work. Maybe they went for a drink. I don't think he would go without calling me, but maybe he didn't want to tell me what he was doing. And maybe he knew I'd be mad and now he's gone out for a drink. And I wonder if he really loves me after all. So, you know, you can kind of see where the runaway brain goes and and continues to make up that story. And, you know, project into the future a little bit when, you know, this person's partner comes home and she's been you know, percolating this story for a few hours or, you know, even 20 minutes, uh, there may be a, a, a disagreement or a conflict that's created when it could have just been he had a flat tire on the way home and didn't have, you know, his phone with him or something like that. So, we, you know, this was kind of what I came to and I realized that I do this a lot. And, and so I just wanted to, to kind of put that out there. And uh, I know you, Declan, were, were kind of uh, saying earlier about a, a different way that you tend to use that inner story maker. Um, maybe you could give us a, a kind of a, an overview of, of how you see that kind of inner story maker in, in your life. Well, I don't think it's, all, it's so, so much different. You know, I'm also um, a subject to that, that inner critic, which is... I believe, you know, everyone has, uh, not necessarily a critic, but the inner dialogue, I, I believe that we all have, um, whatever that is. And, you know, where, where we got the, the ways in that we formulate the stories, you know, most likely came from early childhood or, or those, those formative years, you know, with our mentors at the time, our, our guardians or whatever. So I believe that we're all storytellers in every, almost every tradition that I've ever read about or, or studied, you know, there's professional storytellers, 
that do do this for a living, the shamans and such, and, and there's also the the individual, the person that tells their story, and that inner dialogue, I believe, is the is the story that we tell ourselves. So, um, and I and I do believe that a lot of people do have that negative t- talk going, which is not necessarily a bad thing. Obviously, if about and you're in in a strange place and you're on alert because there's potential dangers in the environment then you know that might be that might be a good thing to have that oh you know what is that what is that what's that noise oh the lighting's different here whatever that may be it's a defense mechanism but the the actual story that we possibly tell about ourselves and others, but I think it's about ourselves is the is the key one, the most important one, because I believe that if we're able to tell good and positive and uplifting stories about ourselves, then that kind of ripples out <coughs> outwards. And I guess the opposite could also be true. Uh, and then you know, there's the others, you know, dealing with the others. So. I don't think it's so much different, really, than what you said. Yeah, well, and I wanted to also bring up an idea about stories that we create in our head because of past experiences. You know, if I'm creating the story that uh, big, you know, big people are are dangerous because I'm a small person and maybe, uh, you know, I've been intimidated by a big person, so now I have that story that big people are dangerous where that's not always true with every big person. It's just some big people or maybe, you know, some little people are dangerous. But if I've had an experience in the past and I create, continue to create a story from the past about the present, um, you know, I feel like that's, let's, let's look at the difference between that and I think you were, were sort of saying earlier too, which I really liked and, you know, we were talking about the idea that you could create a story about the future that you want and that imaginary story about your future doesn't necessarily have anything to do with your past you could create that you you know we have an imagination and as human beings that's uh, one of our wonderful gifts of creating a new future is to envision something that we want and move towards it but that story that we're telling ourselves about the future is to me kind of a a different thing than than the past the stories that we're living from the past how would you kind of speak to that well yeah once again not not so much different from from how you talked about it it's it's you know a lot of these modern um mystics to you know and doctors that have have studied human development and, and all this are, are a lot of them are saying that, that that exact same thing is that you know whatever it is that you feel like you want in your life, um, you know if you can visualize and, and marry the 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 thought and the emotion um, as if it's already happened, then that that can become your reality. Yeah, and for the most part, I, like I think these are um, people that are trying to improve their 
you know, they want a different life than what they're living and they create a story of what they want. And if you can imagine yourself living that story and feeling what that would be like, that that would end up being your reality. Because mm-hmm. um, I, be- I believe that we, we all are getting what we ask for regardless of, of what it is we think we're asking for. According to my research, is that if we're not aware of 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 the certain things or you know are the workings of the, the mind, basically, if we're not aware of what's going on, then we're not a, we, we're asking for something in in a sub in a subconscious way, and we're not in touch with that, so that we actually are getting what we ask for, but we're just not aware of what we're asking for. Mm-hmm. So it's to become to try and increase your awareness about what it is that you're asking for. Yeah, I kind of liked that idea of being just being aware of the story maker, being aware that our mind, perhaps we call it the mind, I don't know, is the story maker and being aware that that's making stories all the time. And are we aware of what those stories are? Is that what you're saying, kind Mm -hmm. of? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, so is there a difference between these runaway thoughts, something like what I kind of mimicked there about, you know, you're waiting at home for your partner and you kind of create the, oh my God, what if this is happening? Um, those runaway thoughts and, and they do feel like a runaway kind of, your brain's just kind of hijacked and off it goes. Is there a difference between that and this kind of, creating and imagining something that you want and that you want to move towards. Yes, I, I feel, I feel like, yeah, if you're going for, if you're describing the, the runaway thought, it's like, oh, and if, if it's only one thread, like, has this happened or, or is this happening? If it's only one thing and you're running with that, it's not so much different than if you're bouncing around <clears throat> imagining other things. But if, if you're trying to actually a- achieve something, whatever that is, is, is that, yeah, you try to visualize and more, more than visualize to feel, you try to feel in your body that that thing is already happening. Yeah, and I think that's where, you know, often we're so primed to feel rejected again or to feel betrayed or to feel depressed that these feelings come up very quickly. And so we often, like you said, marry those two, that story of the bad things that might happen or the, you know, getting the same because we've we've wired ourselves, you know, out of our past experience into well I never get what I want so here's the thing that you know we end up having the same experience over and over again so creating a different story and living into that story is is obviously you know takes a lot of a lot of practice because mm-hmm. yeah. what I hear what I hear a lot of people saying and what what I've said many times to myself over the years is why why is this happening to me why is this happening to me and it's like okay well it does appear as though this is happening to you. And now what I believe is, is happening is that, oh, I'm manifesting this. You know, it sounds a little new agey or whatever, but 
I believe that I believe that to be the case. It's like we're manifestors, and, and we we are manifesting uh, constantly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As as a you know, that's what we do. Right. So, you know, how how do we kind of move from this, you know, past experience where we keep putting our past experience in front of us is how I've heard it described before and, you know, creating a different experience that we've never felt before. How do we feel something we've never felt before, you know, as we're trying to imagine it? You equate it or, or try to just like pretty much any positive emotion we've all we all know what it's like to to uh, embrace a loved one or especially you know pet owners you know the, we all pet owners know what it's like to you know they, they they really love their pets right musicians like the uh, artists you know painters the, the art getting into their art and, and there's a it's equate your story with that positive emotion and <clears throat> if you follow the formula so the mystics say is that that's the way that's the way it's like you know the fool card of the tarot the way it will show the way <laughs> that sounds like something that we'll have to give it a try i had another little uh, kind of side thread that i also wanted to explore a little bit and this came up for me and i do a lot of work with um you know, uh, emotional abuse and women that have had abusive relationships and things. And what I've found with working with, um, with that particular group of people is that, you know, we, and I'll, I'll put myself there cause I did this as well, but put, we create a story about what we want our partner to be. Like if we're with someone, we we're like projecting a story onto them of our ideal partner. And if we, you know, we're actually very good at making that an idealistic story and creating that image of our partner as being, you know, really uh, way better than, than they are. And in so doing, we end up putting up with an abusive situation for way longer than perhaps would be, would be uh, healthy if we were to actually see that situation or that person in their realistic state, you know, how would you, you know, there's a, a case in point of, of saying, yeah, I've got this idealistic vision of this kind of partner that I want and I'm going to put it onto the next person that comes along and that next person that comes along might not be that idealistic person and, and they may be even abusive or, you know, all sorts of things. But if we continue to see them as that person, you know, in my experience, that doesn't change that person into, you know, an idealistic person and often traps us in putting up with things that we're not, that are not healthy for us. You know, how would you make, is there a difference there? What are we doing? Well, I don't really have any, any experience directly with that um, kind of thing. So... It's, it's very difficult because every situation is unique, of course, but if there's a common kind of theme of, of you know, individuals that, that stay with abusive partners or not idealistic partners and they tend to uh, 
Um, I, so what I feel like is happening or what I feel like might be an avenue to explore is that really noticing and acknowledging what is, what is, that, that I think that that's important because if, um, in an extreme case, if you're actually being physically uh, harmed in some way, and um, you make excuses for that, but there's been harm done in a physical manner, like a, like a strike or hit, get somebody being hit, um, and, and you make up a story that oh they were just in a bad mood or or that 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 doesn't, and it keeps happening, then that's kind of I think you're kind of trapped in a fantasy world. Exactly. Yeah, I think that's that was where I was trying to get to with uh, you know this. There must be a difference between a fantasy world and uh, envisioning what we want. Like those two things aren't quite the same thing, somehow. That's right. So yes, so uh, maybe we're not going to come up with the answers all, all today, but uh, it is an interesting thing to ponder, you know, that, uh, you know, the way that you said it was very nice that, you know, you actually have to look at what's really there. I think that was, uh, you know, in the title of this uh, piece, you know, divorce the story and marry the truth. Um, seeing, I think I, what I was trying to say was, you know, let's look at what is actually happening and then if we want to change that, like you said, we could use our imagination to kind of cultivate a different story than what we're living. Uh, however, there, there, there does seem to be the need for, for grounding that vision in, in this reality somehow, because if we kind of go off into La La Land with it and uh, not, you know, lose sight of what is the, what is the reality, we may end up in a lot more trouble than we thought what i feel like is the is the guiding force in these situations is the feelings what is the feeling in the present moment what is the feeling in the present moment that i believe is the guidepost if you're at home and you've been home all day and you're feeling pretty good doing your thing and you hear your your uh, uh, partner or, or your friend or whoever come in the house and there's a, sh uh, a withdrawal or a shrinking back or a, uh, like, oh my God, they're home now. And, and the feeling changes. That's a guidepost that needs to be um, acknowledged, that needs to be honored, you know, that feeling. Mm. What is the feeling? So, yeah, I mean, I love that you're relating this to the somatic experience, so the body experience of what, what the present reality is, and, and you did a very good description there of, like, yeah, if, the, if your spouse comes upstairs or a partner and you tighten up, what does that mean? And I think, you know, that's also a, could be a whole other episode of, you know, that kind of pulling back or tightening could be that we're making up a story about in the past maybe you know, we never got our own space when we were growing up and therefore we, we, you know, we tighten up when people are coming into our space might have nothing to do with the present day, uh, you know, relationship, 
but it may also have something to do with a relationship. So, you know, at this point, having uh, someone or, you know, to work on, on this type of stuff with, whether that's a somatic therapist or, you know, a psychotherapist or counselor, where you can kind of delve into those feelings, like, is that a present day feeling or is that being triggered from the past feeling? that that is that's the the beauty of of the the wisdom of the body is that is that a present day feeling if the feeling is being experienced fully and completely in the present moment yes that is a, a present day experience no matter when the thought or the memory of the event actually happened if the feeling exists in the present moment then that's a present experience sure but whether that's you know whether your partner now or the person coming in is actually uh causing you to tighten up or whether it's a memory from the past that's causing the tightness that you project on again it's you know it's an interesting kind of come around to to our original you know mm -hmm. recognize regardless I, it's something that needs to be addressed and honored yes absolutely absolutely so um so I think that, you know, I love how you bring it down around to the body to realizing, you know, what does that feel like in your body? I, I hear a lot of people, you know, saying, oh, my life is fine. You know, my relationship's good. And yet, you know, they're they're not feeling good most of the time in their body. And so, like you said, maybe there's something to look at there as far as how do we feel good, which sounds to me like the topic for a whole nother <laughs> whole nother podcast. How do we get to the feeling good part? Um, you know, I recognized, uh, I liked the idea. Maybe you could just talk through a little bit again of, um, you know, focusing on a good feeling that we have a memory of, or we have in our present day, whether it's a pet or, a, uh, um, you know, an experience that we can relate to where we do feel good because we can practice that feeling good. So I'm wondering if just as a kind of closing, you would, um, just kind of, uh, talk us through that a little bit. I thought that was a, a very valuable tool. Sure. Yeah. So if if there's, you know, pretty much any memory, that's the that's the, the wisdom of the body is like we can close our eyes and and bring ourselves to our our mind, our mind's eye, the inner uh, vision to to pretty much wherever we want wherever we've been or even places that we haven't been because we can we can visualize and, and get a felt sense of like a, like a, a memory of a of a beautiful beautiful holiday or the birth of a child or 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 you know the day that the, the that puppy dog came home from the you know from the the dog shelter or or the breeder or whatever and uh being a dog lover myself i can really relate to to the the pet thing and uh, I don't I haven't been around horses that much but I know a few horse people and the same the horse people are like horses are extraordinary you know so just yeah bring yourself and your mind's eye to and the feeling sense of what that feels like in the body and try to marry that feeling to the vision of what it is that you want to manifest in your life. 
and the two will coincide with this this um, dawn of pentacles. Hmm. Thank you. Yes, I can feel my my. I need to go and practice in a quiet place. All I was doing was kind of imagining loads of puppies everywhere, and then getting kind of overwhelmed with too many puppies right then. But I'm definitely gonna take the suggestion and uh, envision envision something that uh, feels good in my body and put it together with a a, a story uh, a story in my story maker to create something that I would like to move towards and see how that works uh, to move me away from the negative story that maybe we started with in this podcast so um, thank you so much Declan for joining us and uh, we'll uh, see you here and see you all uh, another time thank you so much for joining me today on the pleasure for health podcast if you enjoyed today's show please share it with your friends and loved ones let's discover and celebrate more pleasure together Again, my name is Ailsa Kepi, and you can find out more or contact me on my website, www.pleasureforhealth.com. I look forward to sharing another episode with you again very soon. Wishing you a pleasure-filled day.